Welcome to the 3B Experience. Alright, what's up everybody? Zach McNall here, and with me today I got... Cody Vershow. Vershow. I'm back. How we doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain? Can't complain. Um, reason you're here, one, you're just visiting. Mm-hmm. We figured we'd jump on a podcast real quick, but you recently got yourself a buck. Yeah, I did. With the archery tackle. Yes, I did. How'd that go? Well, it was pretty good. It was... Uh, October 31st, Halloween morning, Sunday. Halloween. Yeah, it was on Sunday morning. You can't beat a Halloween hunt. No, and, you know, in years past, I've always, you know, I've had to be out in the tree. And this was the first Halloween buck, or Halloween deer ever, actually. Um, You know, just to start out, I was hunting with my brother-in-law, and we have a tree stand uh, double set set up on the very north edge of our property of 10 acres and it's a pretty big block of timber down in southern iowa and uh that's surrounding us and uh well to kick things off that morning i don't remember details but it was pretty windy and it was a north wind and which perfect because it was right in our face and we're overlooking a creek bed pretty big creek and we're probably anywhere from 50 to 60 yards from the creek. Uh, pretty deep ravine down to the creek. And uh, we were like at the corner of our property. And so, you know, we climb up in the tree and we had good hopes. Uh, we had a scrape 13 yards from the tree stand. And there's a fresh one. scrape. Yeah. Fre- well, not fresh. Like, I would say within the last week okay. that it was hit. Um, you know, leaves are falling in the timber, so it was covered up. But there was, you know, a little bit of active mm-hmm. sign there. But um, make a long story short, <clears throat> I would say early September, we set a trail camera there. And uh, we got three bucks that were anywhere from 120 to 130 walking by. Um couple were regulars and hoping to see one of those because this year I don't have very much time to hunt and just with work and being busy you know how that goes oh yeah um life yeah life uh I was definitely a weekend warrior uh 2019 I had three sets and I shot a buck he's probably 100 I think we measured him it was like 120 Five or something. It was right around Pope and Young. Yeah. Gross. And I mean, that's my biggest buck by far. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty nice. Uh, I guess let's go back and I'll just. I mean, of, I, and I will say, knowing you for how many years I've known you, you're not a headhunter. No. You're meat. Yeah. Meat. I mean, I don't get me wrong. All um, right. You'd love to shoot a fucking giant buck, but I mean, you get an opportunity out of a buck. Of any caliber, you're probably gonna yeah whack them <laughs> yeah and I mean whack it, and stack them. <laughs> it don't don't matter if it's a Missouri 11 pointer or whatever right. you know I don't care right. or if it's a forky but um, you know I don't really have high standards uh, I like the meat 
I like to eat deer meat. So, mm-hmm. um, the biggest thing is 2019, it was November 2nd, got up in the tree, and this was uh, the 125 inch buck. And uh, brother in law and I, we set double sets. We like to set with each other during the rut, you know, just never know. And uh, we're sitting there, and uh, it gets light out. And, you know, that first 15 minutes of sunlight in November, it's cold. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, it starts warming up. Well, we hit the horns together, grunt, bleat, you know, everything, throw the kitchen sink, just blind calling. Mm-hmm. And my brother-in-law looks at me and he's like, Cody, I'm pretty sure I just heard a deer. I'm like, okay, and looking around, you know, he's telling me, oh, don't look, don't look, like, don't be moving. I'm like, okay, you know, I know, I know the situation. And all of a sudden he looks at me, he's like, nice deer. And I'm like, where's he at? Well, he's walking literally underneath the tree. He gets out about 15 yards. And mind you, the tree we're setting in, it's on a ridge. I mean, a big ridge back. And this deer had no idea where we were, but he heard the rattle. He came into the rattle. And he was 15 yards quartering away. And I shot enough 3D with you, Zach, growing up. Offside, offside shoulder. Aim for that opposite shoulder. So I buried my pin, and I looked at his rack. I had buck fever, not going to lie. <laughs> but I pulled back, anchored, and I released. That arrow hit, and it didn't go all the way through. Instantly, my heart sank because I was like, crap. Well, I was shooting that year. I shot the NAP double cross, and I'm not really a firm believer in expandables, but that year, I was a believer because he went 50 yards, and we didn't see him. He went over top of the ridge, went 50 yards. He hit a tree hard enough. He spun completely around and was facing the tree, which he ran away from. Mm-hmm. And uh, we gave him three hours because my brother-in-law, he had a tag, and he didn't have a bow at the time, so he was using my bow. And... We were sitting there, and we were waiting, you know, and maybe you never know if something else is going to come by. We get down. I was so anxious. I, right after I shot, I was like, let's go, but I know better. Right. And, you know, shot him, killed him. I was happy. I was tickled pink. Well, last year, 2020, I didn't hunt at all because just life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even gun hunt, nothing. So How'd that go? It was rough. It was really rough. Uh, father-in-law wanted me to go shotgun hunting, and I didn't. Um, I was more focused on work and, you know, dealing with life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, getting ready for ice fishing because, you know, you know, we all love ice fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, that and then the first time I got it back into the woods was the spring of 2021. And I had a successful – like on the first podcast, I was – uh, on I had a really good successful turkey season um, and then fast forward to you know October 31st why I'm here uh, of 2021 of 2021 that morning we got down to the farm and we got we went in the garage got our stuff on you know yada 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 and we get to the tree and it's a north wind about 13 miles per hour and it was like if I remember right, it was 35 degrees, so it was pretty cold. A little chilly morning. Yeah. And 
we were expecting up to 20 mile per 20 mile mile per hour gusts Mm -hmm. and it was out of the north northwest which really was good because it's you know right in our face um and i figured the deer would be coming off the cut cornfield if not traveling like i said earlier the big creek we were overlooking and we sat and groundhead rattled bleed bleated blind called you know hoping to catch something coming off the field or chasing you know early but Mm -hmm. you know just trying to throw the kitchen sink at him and my brother-in-law looks at me and he's like hey i'm pretty sure i seen a deer moving through the timber moving from the north to the south and coming down or coming up this big ridge and then my brother-in-law called again and he come he would have been to the east of us and he would have came west but he was south of us probably 100 yards and he hit the four-wheeler path and he come right down uh 13 yards right to the uh scrape he wasn't going to work it he just was sniffing you know and I turned, faced the tree, I'm right-handed shooter, so I pull, went to pull back. And like I told you over the phone, I tried to get to the valley. And meaning the valley, if you guys don't know, is where your bow, where your cams turn over. And you hit your let off. I didn't hit my let off. Well, I got to looking, and I was panicked because I was like, crap, he's going to see me. And, I mean, mind you, he's 13 yards. And I stopped him. I was like, crap. Well, I was going through my head, and I looked down my harness, the strap to the mm-hmm. tree. It was in the way. So I had to move and adjust and kind of bend my knees a little bit. And I pulled back, and I got my anchor. And he's not a giant. I'm happy with him. Right. Very happy with him. And settled my pin, shot him. Perfect shot, as it looked, in the tree. He took off running. And we gave him two hours and got down, and he ran onto the neighbor's property. Well, by law, can't carry a weapon. So we left everything at the tree, crossed the fence, and started trailing him. Well, you know, there's blood here and there, here and there, not very much. And then it starts to get to pin drops. So I started to, you know, crap. And we get down into this... uh, low spot on the neighboring property and he didn't know which way to go he i figured he was going to go towards the water you know a lot of times deer will go to the water he didn't he didn't know where to go so we get to go or we get to tracking him more and more well we lost blood my brother-in-law and i lost blood and you know losing blood it's really heartbreaking oh yeah but he kept telling me well, let's back out let's back out um, you know when in doubt back out but me just i don't know being persistent i guess i was like let's just go another 30 yards see if we can cut a track or blood or hair or something well right where we lost blood there was a y in, the, a, in a deer trail that he was following and my brother-in-law went to the left i went to the right well there was deadfall to the right and i kind of was weaving my way through it my brother-in-law was like hey i found blood so i get up to him he found two little pin drops of blood and then i look a foot away and he opened up like paint bucket you know really and all of a sudden we stop and we're just kind of scanning this area 
And my brother-in-law's like, hey, he's up ahead about 40 yards. I'm like, that's not him. That's a log. And he's like, no, I can see the hair glistening in the sun. I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's walk up there. Walked up there. He was dead. And he had to have expired not long before we got there. Mm -hmm. And so then we had to drag him about, I would say, 400 yards to the opening of the timber. And I drove my blazer back there and we drug him back to the farm and took care of him and that's the story on him i mean i was pretty excited but the one thing is you know he was broadside and like i told you earlier i chose the wrong arrow and it had an old broadhead on it and i sharpened it before season and uh i shot him and it looked like a perfect behind the shoulder you know bread basket shot right it ha- it hit rib and it bounced back to this last rib and it came out there so i think that's kind of why i mean yeah it was a clean pass through but i think that's kind of why he quit ble- bleeding uh he had a lot of uh blood clot in him like all the blood that he so had so from where you shot to where you found him how far was he i would say he was anywhere from 250 to 300 okay and when we field dressed him he was both back of the lungs if not one lung and definitely liver and i'm surprised he expired within two hours honestly but we didn't we didn't bump him or nothing so i was very happy Mm -hmm. and i mean just like any deer was he like in a bed or was he like flopped over like he's running and died uh looks like he was in a bed he like he bedded and died Yeah. yeah but it looked like when he bedded he just expired right there i mean no like thrashing or anything he just bedded down and was gone right but i mean uh, it was a easily the one of the hardest drags because i have an ankle injury and you mm-hmm. know it's kind of hard to drag a deer when you're injured but right uh luckily i had my brother-in-law with me but yeah. it would have been a lot easier with a four-wheeler Luckily, he saw some milk on his lips. A little. He did. He didn't have spots, <laughs> but he had a little bit of milk still. I'm just giving you shit. No, he's probably. I don't know. I would. I mean, he's a seven pointer. Uh, I mean, he's not. He's a seven. I mean, he, he's like a. He's a two year old deer. I'd yeah. Say. I mean, he ain't gonna win no contest by no, no. means. I mean, he's not gonna be. But you're gonna eat very well for the next. Yeah. Oh yeah. Couple months. Oh yeah. Yeah. Plan on, make, plan on making some uh, jerky, uh, whole muscle meat sliced jerky, and uh, going to try my luck at some deer sticks this year. You're going to try and make your own deer sticks, yeah. huh? You got a grinder and everything? Uh, my father-in-law does. Nice. We're going to do that, and then uh, we're going to make some summer sausage. So that's one thing I've never done is made like my own sticks or nothing like that. I haven't either, but I've watched some videos on YouTube, and it, it seems like it could be pretty easy, but... I'm going to smoke them and my smoker and see how it goes. Um, yeah. I mean, never hurts to trial and error. Yeah. But I think we're going to do 25 pounds. I think that's what the recipe I have calls for. So. Oh, yeah. Do you keep, like, the roasting stuff out of your deer? Or? So what I did with uh, cutting them up and everything and deboning them, what I did is uh, I actually kept the front shoulders. I never keep front shoulders. <coughs> I never really do because, really? and I forgot honestly how much meat is on the front shoulders. There's quite a good. I mean, that you got to work at it, but there's some good meat on the shoulders. Yeah. 
And the best tip I have for that, for anybody that's, you know, becoming new into hunting or doesn't know how to cut their own deer, is I use a fillet knife, like a manual fillet knife, Mm -hmm. uh, and that worked pretty easy. Uh, You know, on the front of the shoulder blade, how it's flat, uh, just running along like you're flying a fish, and it all came up pretty easy. Yeah. But other than that, um, yeah, what I do is I uh, take the outer loins and I take all the silver skin off, uh, trim all the crappy pieces off, and then what I'll do is I'll actually cut those into about four to six inch pieces, and I'll run that through my slicer I have. Um, works really well for whole muscle meat. Put in the dehydrator, and I like it. My yeah. wife likes it too, so... So I've never made whole muscle jerky. I've I, always done just like the burger. Oh, grinding it? Which I'd rather have the whole muscle jerky, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty easy, actually. Um, like you set your depth on your slicer and just start slicing. Uh, See, I don't have a slicer. That's what sucks. I need to get one. You can always borrow mine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 nice. Uh, I like it better because you can – it. I would say it's it cooks eat more evenly because you don't get big goops of mm-hmm. hamburger or whatever ground meat like that. But right. Other than that, I I loined them and then uh, cut the. Uh, you know how usually we cut all the meat and just fold it off the hindquarters. Well, this mm-hmm. year I actually cut like so-called roasts out of it right and then trimmed the sinew and silver skin and all that and the fat and Mm -hmm. all that and i'm gonna grind that grind most of that i kept the inner loins um basically kept everything other than you know cutting between the ribs and all that right yeah i kept everything that i could there's very few people i know that actually cut between the ribs and take all the meat but by rights i mean you should take as much meat as you can, but, I mean, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And we do our best, for the most part, to try and get everything off there. But Yeah. Yeah. You'll be eating good. Yeah. That's for sure. Can't eat them horns, right? Nope. That's can't eat say. the horns. I mean, heck, if worse comes to worse, I know my dog will chew on them. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll have, a, he'll have a chew toy for a while. Oh, yeah. He's probably... I'd say he's anywhere from 80 to 100 inches. 80 to 100 inch, 7, yeah. Yeah. Hell of a bow buck for you. Yeah. Any buck, any deer with a bow, in my opinion, no matter if you think you're fucking the best bow hunter in the world, any buck or doe with a bow, I mean, that's that's yeah. an accomplishment in itself. I mean... And the funny thing is, thinking of it, is just like you said... Any deer with a bow is an accomplishment, but the thing that I like about this hunt and the thing I'm going to remember the most about is I didn't wash my clothes this year. I pulled them out of my Tupperware tote or whatever, my Rubbermaid tote. Rubbermaid tote, yeah. And sprayed them down with dead downwind, and that's it. And he came downwind. No shit. The whole time. He was downwind of us. And didn't even smell us. 13 yards. I mean, no, he isn't a mature whitetail, but it's a whitetail. Their right. nose is ungodly, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, he didn't even look up when I stopped him. You know, I gave him the old meh, meh. And, I mean, he just stopped, cold in his tracks, and I shot. Hmm. I hear that. Thwap. You know? That's music to bow hunter's ears. Yep. Yeah, and, I mean... 
we give you shit about the size of this buck that you shot, but it's all in fun. I mean, we're not actually mad or pissed off that you shot a little buck, but no. you know, we we just like giving you shit. Oh yeah, I know. That's what friends are for. But it's I'm glad you got one and put meat in the freezer and it's all that really matters at the end of the day. Oh yeah. And like you said, you're gonna remember that hunt with your brother in law oh, yeah. for the rest of your life. I mean oh, yeah. it's all that matters. The memories made. Oh yeah. Speaking of memories, me and Zach have a lot of memories. Mammary. Mammary. <laughs> memories. <laughs> and uh the one memory that I have hunting with you, deer hunting, is you'll have to post a picture on uh, either your Instagram or your Facebook of the muzzleloader buck. I don't remember what year it was. That was 2000... I want to say 2016. 2016. January 10th, negative four out without the wind chill. It was like negative 10, I believe. No, I want to say the real fill was negative... 10 or 15 but then with the wind it was like negative 30 yeah and it was we were, cold night we were sitting on your grandpa's old piece that recently he sold yep sitting in the box blind uh hard ass built yep with the heater rolling with the heater we rolling. were definitely weren't like struggling to be out there no and i remember we both had our muzzle litters and uh there was a buck about the same size as this one that's sitting on the table that i shot we thought about, you know, hey, Cody, you want to shoot it? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm filming you. And I was like, eh, I'll pass. Let's just wait, you know. And there was one deer that Zach was kind of off limits of shooting. And his name was Captain Hook. Zach said he had potential. I'd never seen the deer. I didn't even see trail cam pictures. But you explained his brow tine. His brow tine hooked back. Hooked back. That's why I call him Captain Hook. And uh, we were sitting there, and... If I remember right, I think we were just messing around. And then I, <laughs> the one of the funniest things is I had a Mountain Dew bottle and you had to pee. <laughs> and you peed in the Mountain Dew bottle. And nice. you ended up using it as a hand warmer. Ooh. And I've but, done that multiple times. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is, as cold as it was, we were trying not to move in the blind or in the box blind because, you know, any movement made a noise even with the carpet in there and everything because it was so cold mm-hmm. but uh zach and i are sitting there and zach's on his phone and i think every hunter knows when you're on your phone you're gonna see something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden i look up and i look to the left my left zach's left too and i'm like zach there's a buck and zach looks up and he's like i'm not shooting him. it's captain hook i'm like you're absolutely ass on if you don't shoot this deer <laughs> I'm like, take the camera, I'll shoot it. And Zach's like, no. I'm like, Zach, you're going to shoot it. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, Zach, shoot this deer. He shot it. And well, I looked at him through the binos, and I was like, oh, shit, that's not Captain Hook. And all I seen was his, he had like a split brow mm-hmm. on this one side. I just seen a split brow, and I was like, holy shit. And I'm like, that's not Captain Hook. And I seen he had some good mass. And actually, right before that, I was getting ready to... I wasn't on my phone, actually. I was getting ready to shoot that doe. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was getting down to the last, January 10th, last day of season yeah. in Iowa. And I was getting ready to squeeze off on this doe. And we just had, we had maybe 20 more minutes of light. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm just going to wait a little bit. She'll still be here. Because that's at the time we had a food plot. Mm-hmm. And so, the, I mean, deer were just piling out. 
waited, waited, then finally he steps out. And I mean, he stepped out at 60 yards. It was like 60, 70 yards. And it was getting, it was getting close to dark. I mean, it was right on the verge of losing light type deal. And uh, I'm looking at him through the binos and finally decide, okay, I'm going to shoot him. Shoot him. He runs off, tail tucked and everything. We rewatched the video. I mean, we we literally sat there for an I would I wouldn't say an hour, but I'd say we sat there a long time. We sat there probably forty five minutes, and we rewatched the footage because instantly you looked at me and you're like, "Did I hit him?" I was like, "I know you hit him." Yeah, but the way he acted, he acted like nothing happened and he just walked yeah he walked off he walked off and his tail the only thing is i remember on your grandpa's piece is when he walked in to cross the fence to the neighboring property his tail started fluttering yeah his tail was fluttering back and forth and i I was was like like, zach i think he went to the pine tree like where you guys always had that stand i i swore he went that way well when we walked into the timber we found a little bit of blood a little bit of blood, a little specks here and there. Luckily, there's snow on the ground. Yeah. A little specks here and there. Well, in the video, it looks like he walked into the timber to the west. Towards the creek. But instead, like, he actually went straight. Like, where I thought. Yeah. And the thing is, I if I remember right, I had to get going because I had to... At that time, I was living in Monroe, I think. Yeah, you had to get going for something. And we... My phone died. It was so cold, everything died right away. Even our flashlights. Flashlights mm-hmm. died. So I had to go back home, took you back to your truck, went back home, grabbed flashlights, charged my phone. Dad came out and helped me. Well, then we walked where we thought he went. No blood or not nothing. Like, I think I, like, just either skimmed him or something. Like, there's just, like, little tiny specks, and then we lost it. We walked clear around this timber, nothing. And then the last trail coming out back into Grandpa's, um, I told Dad, I'm like, well, I'm just going to look down this, and if nothing, we'll get the hell out of here. As soon as I turn around, he's laying right there. Literally, where we stopped looking the first time, he was like 40 yards up the trail. <laughs> I mean, I total, total from where where you shot him, he maybe went 110 yards. Yeah, no, not even. From where I shot him, he went maybe 50 yards. Okay. If that. It was a very short distance. Well, I guess 110 yards probably from the blind. Yeah. From the blind, probably. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, Zach and I, we taped him because the next night we went out to old hard asses because that's where you had him hanging. And I helped you cape him and everything and took pictures and everything. And uh, we t- ended up taping him and scoring him. And if I remember right, he was 163. He yeah, was definitely one... Boone and Crockett. <clears throat> no, he wasn't Boone and Crockett. Boone and Crockett's 175. No, Boone and Crockett's 160 and above. Mm-mm. Yes, it is. It is? Yeah, 160 and above. Pope and Young's 125 and above with an archery tackle. And then uh, Boone and Crockett is either firearm or bow. Uh, so I thought Boone and, and Crockett was 175. It's 160. It is? Yeah, 160 plus. Also, so it could be 116 and eighth. Hmm. Yeah, I could have swore Boone and Crockett was 175. Mm-mm. I'll have to look at it for sure. But. I mean, don't quote me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's 116 above. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that was Ben and Crockett. But, uh, yeah, he taped me like 160-something. And, I mean, honestly. He's a hell of a deer. Yeah, and you were filming for. Uh, that was NXG at the time. NXG at the time. And 
it was, I remember because Billy C's uh, was on NXG, and we went into the archery shop, I think, that next weekend to so you could give him the footage. And uh, I think it was so funny because everybody's like, you weren't going to, you were going to pass that deer. And I knew that you were going to catch heck for it from all the guys. But I mean, that is a memorable hunt because just how everything went down. And I mean, we've seen all oh, these boy. deer and coming down the last minute, last day. Oh, yeah. On a buck like that, it's crazy. And I've never seen the buck before in my life. Like, he wasn't a frequent buck around there anyway. I don't know what made him come to that field that night, but... I think he's the biggest buck you shot. Yeah, he is. Muzzleloader, like, all together, he's my mm-hmm. biggest buck. Yeah. He's Defin- a damn good buck. Definitely nice deer. He carries his mass all the way through his main beams. I, like, super massive buck. But mm-hmm. I re- <laughs> out at Grandpa's that one time I took you... Um, Shoot, wasn't really that long ago, but um, you had your muzzleloader, and you're just out to shoot a doe, mm-hmm. and I'm videoing it, and um, you shoot, and we think you smoked her. You remember this? I don't know. You, <laughs> all these does piled out like big does came mm-hmm. out. All right, take one, like <laughs> pick one and shoot, and you shot at the biggest one out in the field. And it did kind of look like you smoked her right away, but oh, I remember. When we rewatched it. You like hit her in the fucking hoof. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did you hit her in the hoof? I don't know. <laughs> were we sitting in the blind or ground yeah. blind or something? We we're sitting in the box blind. Hmm. I mean, I remember the hunt, but I yeah, I don't. I guess I don't. That was know. funny. We watched the snow fly, and she like lifted her leg up, mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to trim the hoof. Trim the hoof off. Yeah, God, damn. That and uh, remember when we were. Out, we were both graduated high school, and uh, we were we were uh, driving to go deer hunt uh, sh- shotgun season, and uh, I had a doe tag, and I think you had a doe tag, because we would get doe tags during shotgun and then late muzzleloader buck hunt, mm-hmm. and uh, your dad called us and said, "Hey, there's some deer on the neighbors, and you guys had permission and." Your dad happened to call and ask if we could shoot a deer, and the, uh, the landowner said, "Yeah." And uh, I get out, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna get in, the, or I'm gonna drop you off, and uh, just sneak over, get across the fence into the field, and shoot this doe." I'm like, "Okay." And I mean, she was by herself. She looked like a nice sized doe. <laughs> well, come to find out, she was no bigger than a German Shepherd. But <laughs> hey, it was deer meat. Yeah. But remember when I shot her and I come running back to the truck? <laughs> remember? Tell what happened. The only part I remember is you just eating shit in the fucking ditch. Yeah. And old was there heart, snow? Yeah, there's yeah, snow. There snow. And remember what Hardass said when we got back to the house with her? Uh-uh. He was laughing. He about pissed his pants because he's like, all I seen was big fat Cody running across the ditch and just boom, face first in the snow. <laughs> But I see your ass crack from there. But you remember when we took that doe to my house when I lived outside of Sully? And uh, she had that big old wart on her eye. That's how I got so close to her. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess I don't remember that part. She, I think, if I remember right, I, just a rough guess, it was anywhere from 50 to 80-yard shot. And I was just like, what the heck? And I shot her, and she only went maybe 20 yards and piled up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shot her in the front shoulders. but Yeah, you were pretty excited. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, came running. <laughs> I got one. His <laughs> <laughs> face planted right in the ditch. Oh yeah. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? No, but getting back, I want to get back to this buck real quick. I forgot to ask you. Did you guys have any trail cam pictures of this buck? Uh, if I did, I might have deleted them. You're like, uh, he's tiny. <laughs> well, no, I mean, a lot of the time when I'm looking through camera pictures, my brother-in-law does a good job of keeping inventory and stuff. Right. And he saves a lot of the pictures um, of up-and-comers and, and uh, just bucks in general. Right. And uh, he's been hunting the ground forever. It's It was his grandparents and then his mom has it now. And um, we... Uh, we had a couple of nice deer last few years, and he shot an absolute giant last year. Um, it's like a 170. Yeah, he's 170. And, uh, I mean, just nice deer. And this year, I mean, it was kind of rough. I mean, we really don't have very many pictures of big bucks. I'd say the biggest one, I think, on camera, and he might yell at me if he hears the podcast, but I would say probably 140 inch. But that doesn't mean, I mean, with the neighboring properties, how big the timbers are, it doesn't oh, yeah. mean they're not going to be cruising. Right. But he hasn't had a very good... So you basically, you guys are hunting basically like a travel corridor. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, not really, probably big bucks don't live on that 10 acres. No. Do you think? No. Because no. I know I was squirrel hunting this year, and I seen in early September, like opening weekend of squirrel hunting, somebody was cutting firewood, and... uh they fell a big tree and it made a loud crash on the mm. neighboring property and i seen three bucks and good thing i didn't have my dog with me my dog was with my brother-in-law on the south end of the timber and i was probably midway in the timber and i seen three bucks i think and all three bucks they were anywhere from 120 to uh, 140 150 and then i look over my shoulder and i seen this big buck that jumped the fence to the neighbor property from our property mm-hmm. and i think he was bedded in this big ditch that's on our property but uh he was walking away and just rough guess he was on the hoof i was on the ground and he was still i mean i don't know if he was hard horned yet or not i'm sure he was but he was nice mm-hmm. i mean he was probably 160 maybe 170 and I don't know if he was a 10, 12. I don't know what he was. Just knew he was big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just I could see his frame. And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, I haven't seen big deer. I mean, I know there's big deer down there. Oh, yeah. It's just. It's got to wait him out. Yeah. It's all yeah. luck, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When it comes to hunting like a 10-acre piece like that, yeah, yeah. It, that comes down to luck. Yeah. The guys that are hunting like thousands of acres, that comes down to luck, too, but. You can kind of manage what you're doing. and yeah, Pattern. I mean, quote-unquote pattern. You can't pattern during the rut. No, you really can't. Um, and, yeah, like a smaller piece, it's just harder to yeah. hunt. I mean, you're not going to – you can pass up decent deer, but more than likely a regular Joe Blow like us, mm-hmm. we see a nice buck, we're going to take yeah. it. We're, we're not going to manage 10 acres type deal. Yeah. But – and, I mean, my brother-in-law, he shot some nice deer. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, he, I've his, seen the pictures. He's, uh, honestly, uh, he's uh, he's uh, all for shooting a four-year-old, but he'd like to shoot an older deer. And the deer he shot last year, he was guessing him 
to be anywhere from five to seven, five and a half to seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was an old brute. Yeah. And he shot that on that 10 acres? Yes. Really? And he, and he shot him, I mean, <clears throat> I think it was October 25th. I don't know, but I remember the story. It was almost last light, or it was last light. He was in a kind of a bachelor group still. Um, he shot him, and he said he seen a bigger buck come behind him. And he's like, holy crap. I mean. Bigger than the one he shot? Bigger than the one holy he shot, shit. he said. Yeah. Damn. I tell you what, my brother-in-law, he is a shed-hunting fool. He's found some nice sheds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen some of them. Because he had some of them laid out during your writing reception, didn't he, on yeah, the tables? Yeah, we used them as centerpieces. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people asked to buy them. And he used to sell, but not anymore. He wants to collect every one he has. and mm-hmm. I mean, he'll sell some that are smaller but all the ones that he has history with he keeps i'd have to be real hard up to sell the sheds i got and they don't mean shit to me i mean Mm -hmm. i don't have a shed off any of the bucks i've shot but i just look at that pile of sheds and i'm like i'm not getting rid of those like i don't know i i'd have to be really hurting to sell them yeah i think but i don't know it's just me but well i got another story Another but, story. Yes. From Verchow. So turkey hunting with Zach. Zach is the one that got me into the passion of turkey hunting. And if my wife was here right now on the podcast, she would tell you I live and breathe turkey hunting. And Zach, you know, since I moved down south, I've had pretty good success down south. And I mean, you came hunting with us, me and my brother in law, uh, what was that, two years ago? That's yeah, going on two years now. And uh, we seen the bird when you were down, didn't you? I mean, yeah. on that public ground not far from uh, the in-laws. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, honestly, I think we've got it made. We know that ground like the back of our hand. That's yeah, good ground. And uh, the funny thing is, Zach and I, hunting back home here, um, we hunted behind his her- parents' house. And uh, remember when we set the blind up? And you got mad at me because I fell backwards and I ripped your blind. Oh, yeah. Um, That same day, or maybe it was the next day, we got out for some reason. We got out of the blind because we heard birds. No, this is what happened. Okay. So remember, we set the blind up that afternoon, didn't hunt it. The time you ripped the hole in it was we were over on Grandpa's and you you fell backwards. Do you know what, what story I'm trying to say? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we set it up behind my parents and then go back there. Then we're going to come hunt it in the morning. Mm-hmm. We cut, Well, that night we had a storm and a bunch of wind, and it blew the blind away. Mm-hmm. We're coming up on top of the hill. I'm like, where's my blind? I'm like, fuck, it blew away. Well, we ended up just sitting by that tree mm-hmm. for the longest time. No luck. I mean, birds were gobbling around. It's just nothing happened. We're like, well, it's about... 839 I'm like let's go look for my blinds at least see if we can find it and sorry to interrupt you but what was the dumb thing that we did we left I mean we left the decoys we left the decoys up which at the time I didn't think was dumb I was just like but now yeah. looking back it's, looking it's back, stupid to yeah do. left the decoys up we just took off walking well we ended up finding my blind well below when we were walking below we heard a gobble up where we were sitting mm-hmm. I was like it was kind of real faint I'm like was that a gobble and you're like I think so 
we should start the dumbasses we were kids. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We were going tromping up the hill, and there's two toms on the decoys, and then they see us and take off. But mm-hmm. if we were smart, if we could have snuck through that grass instead of just tromping up the hill like idiots, we probably could have got a shot at them. Could have probably doubled, honestly. Because yeah. we could have just followed that fence line up, and there's a thick fence line. We probably could have snuck in there. But oh, yeah. Looking back now, what do you, I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. But, yeah, you learn you learn something every time you go hunting. At least yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. Every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, well, yeah, hell of a buck, man. I'm happy for you. I mean, not the biggest out in the timber, but not the biggest to write home about either, but. Hey, you can't. I mean, you're not eating tag soup. No. It's, it's, it feels good to only set three sets all bow season. Yeah. And first morning set. And that's what happened. Yeah. Loinless. Loinless. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a he's a good deer. Would have been a hell of a deer next year. Oh yeah. You know how many times I've heard that before in the past? <laughs> he ain't getting no bigger though, that's no, for sure. No. No. It, let's just say it was a coal buck. Cold buck, you want to get him out of the herd? Get him out of the herd. You don't need them seven pointers? No. Nope. Good thing you got him out. Oh, yeah. But thanks for coming on and talking about it, though. Oh, yeah, no problem. Want to close it out with anything? Oh, uh, one thing is everybody that is climbing into a deer stand, please wear a safety harness. Oh, shit, yeah. Because. Forgot it. Uh, I'm not going to say names, but. I know of somebody that recently fell from a deer stand, and lucky this person's still alive. Mm-hmm. Very lucky. Um, one thing is I always, you know, no matter where I'm hunting or no matter where I'm going, hunting, fishing, whatever, I always let my wife know. If not, I let somebody know. Um, you know, it it's never going to hurt. Um I mean, I know some people are like, oh, I'm not going to fall out of a deer stand. I've hunted for 15-plus years, whatever. Right. The thing is, it's easy to put a harness on, and it's easy to, when you climb up, before you step onto your stand, hook onto your tree strap, mm-hmm. climb up, it's not going to hurt. An extra five minutes, no. if it takes that long, that's not going to hurt. It's better than losing your life. Or, or getting paralyzed or getting severely hurt. Yeah. The guy we know that fell, he was actually one of our old teachers back in the day. And I guess he fell 25 foot from a hang-on because the cable snapped. Platform fell from underneath him, obviously. And um, I think last I heard, he had like two broken vertebrae and broken ribs. So he got lucky, I mean, for what could have happened. Yeah. But... A lot worse. I yeah. mean, he's got a pretty big family, and it could have been bad. But yeah. And another thing is, you know, if you leave your stands out all year, whatever, so be. Check your ratchet straps. Check your – check everything. Check, check everything. And even – I mean, it's not going to hurt your pride if that may be the case, but check your stand. Check the cables. Check the screws. Check everything. Because mm-hmm. – you know, it could be the last time you get in a deer stand or the last time you see your loved ones. Yeah, it ain't worth it. No. And, I mean, it's all this 
is a sport that we enjoy and it's a hobby and the thing is you don't want to go out like that right you know yeah you want to keep able keep being able to do what you do do what you love to do but even if you're shooting deer like me you're shooting deer like zach yep and the last thing i'm going to say is stay tuned for the next podcast because i heard one of the three b-boys connected i'll be on the future podcast coming up Hopefully the next one. I don't know if it'll be the next one, but it should be the next one coming out. Well, just keep your eyes out, guys. Keep your eyes out. Someone connected this morning, November 13th. November 13th. Yep. There's still a bunch of time, guys, so get out there, fill a tag. Right now, these bucks are, the mature bucks right now are finally starting to get off the does they were on trying to find new ones. And see, this is central Iowa. I hunt down in southern Iowa, and my brother-in-law thinks that they're on lockdown down there. Oh, really? Yes. And, I mean, it could just be maybe the parcel that we hunt, whatever, but... It's hard telling. It's hard telling. I'm no rocket scientist. I'm definitely (laughs) not a hardcore, like, I know the deer. Right. I study the deer. I'm not that way. Yeah, it's just is what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, guys, wear your harnesses, be safe, go kill a buck. Or dough, fill your tag, whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. Shoot a forky. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Yep. If it's brown, it's down, I guess. <laughs> yep. All right, we'll catch you on the next one, guys.